All right, so I want you to draw your attention to verse 6 of Philippians chapter 4. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. We have a very uh, great passage here just telling us how we can have peace, telling us how we can keep our hearts and minds, how we can get our thoughts under control. And we live in a world today where there's a lot of mental turmoil. We hear a lot of talk about mental health problems today and mental health issues, and it's a real thing. I mean, people's mental health is not good in this country. And what I uh, thought of my message today is a healthy thought life, or I thought about calling it food for thought. And what I really want to talk about today is just kind of what we are taking in mentally, because just like what we take in physically affects our, phys it affects our physical health, what we take in mentally affects our mental health. Everyone wants to think that they are just a victim of whatever problem that they have. And it's always the government's fault for not doing enough research in a certain area and coming up with a magic pill that will undo all the damage that I do to myself, you know, with my day-to-day -day life. And we're seeing the same thing when it comes to a lot of mental health problems. Now, I, I get it. There are sometimes we're born with the problems. Sometimes there's things that we can't help. There's diseases. There's sicknesses. That we can get and if you have something like that I'm not talking to you today this isn't this isn't about you but uh, there we've got to admit a lot of our mental problems that we have today are because of how we live just like our diet our physical diet does affect our health we can't just always blame genetics for our problems sometimes it's the fact that you do three square meals a day at McDonald's. That's going to have an, a negative impact. You know, we heard a lot about health last year. Uh, you know, last year too at McDonald's. I don't know if anybody ever followed this rule. I never did one time. Thankfully, they didn't enforce it. But they even had it where you were supposed to wear a mask while going through drive-through. You know, and it's for your safety and for your health and you know our workers. I'm thought if I'm worried about my health, I wouldn't be coming to McDonald's. Yeah. And, you know, you'd see these people, too, standing outside Walmart with a mask under their chin, smoking a cigarette, you know, telling you, you should put a mask on. And it's like, I'm not taking health advice from somebody smoking a cigarette. And, you know, and we, we know what's going on. Okay, We see just the serious problems. You know, you've got all these people who, I mean, look like they're about to die, who cannot, who are on disability for all, all their health problems. And then they want to lecture us about getting a vaccine, vaccine and things like that. It's like I'm, I'm not listening to you people. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not listening to you. Yeah. But the truth is, um, there is something to be said about that physical diet. And don't worry, I'm not going to really be talking about food you eat today. I don't want to get everybody convicted right before you know we go eat lunch and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, I do want to talk about you know the things that we take in mentally. And I do, I think there's a lot of good comparisons we can make, though, to the physical diet and how it affects us physically and, you know, where you do. I mean, and that's what doctors want to do a lot of times. When you go to them with your different health problems, a lot of times they'll ask you about your diet because it affects us. It's like we don't want to admit it, but I think we could do the same thing. 
if somebody's having mental health problems, all right, if you have a great deal of care, if you're just dealing with all this turmoil in your mind, you know, there's a good chance it's something legit, something you couldn't help, something you were born with, but I'll bet there's a good chance that it has something to do with your diet. And I mean, spiritually speaking, or mentally speaking, the things that you're taking in are going to affect you. And I do. I believe that one of the greatest contributors to bad health today is a bad diet. We eat trash in this country, and we eat a lot of it, and we enjoy it. You know, and it's it's going to have an effect. And so we do. Sometimes we have genetic defects. Sometimes we have accidents. Some people have health problems because they got in a car wreck. They had some kind of accident. They messed something up in their body. You know, it's not not saying it's their fault, but most of the time, I think the problems are diet, and it's the same thing in our spiritual life. And sometimes we are faced with real challenges. Sometimes things come up that we can't help. But I do believe a lot of the problem is because of our intake mentally. Now, look what it says in Job chapter 23 and verse 10. Now, Job, right now, he's going through some major mental turmoil. And it had nothing to do with anything he did. Job was somebody who did the right thing. He was somebody who loved God. He was somebody who hated evil. Yet at the same time, you know, God allowed Job to be tested. And Job, let's remember this about Job. Job did pass this test. You know, Job is somebody that we look to for an example. He's mentioned in the New Testament. You remember the patience of Job. So understand, Job is a good example. And here's somebody who life threw something terrible at him. All these problems that Job had, they had nothing to do with his diet, you know, mentally or spiritually speaking. But Job got through it, and I believe one of the reasons for it, we see in verse 10, this is after he's just kind of went on about how it's like he can't find God, he feels like he's all alone. He says, but he knoweth the way that I take, and when he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. My foot hath held his steps, his way have I kept and not declined, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. So notice how Job, I mean, how he looked at the word of God. Job looked at the word of God. He thought this is more important than regular food. That was, that was Job's attitude. And I, listen, regular food's important, okay? I highly recommend everybody eat on a regular basis. We don't want anybody to starve to death, but just like we all prioritize eating every day, we should prioritize the word of God. You know, we can't expect to be able to face the challenges that life throws at us where we can't expect to be able to get through the evil days when we don't have the word of God in our hearts. We've got to have that. You know, the Bible says thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. How are we going to get through the darkness if we don't have that lamp? We, we must have these things. And unfortunately today, too many people, they look at the Bible, they look at the things of God. Is that just something we just do culturally as Christians? We go to church once a week. Every once in a while we crack open our Bible and we do something a little spiritual. But no, the things of God, they need to be a daily thing. We've got to prioritize these things just like we do food and say, you know what, I'm going to make sure that the Word of God is a part of my life every day. I'm going to make sure the things of God are part of my life, maybe even more than once a day. Do you know you can do that too? Well, the preacher always just says, read your Bible every day. And, and man, we'd be thrilled if we could just get people reading their Bible every day. But at the same time, why does that have to be all you do? And you know, I'm not saying you got to read your Bible multiple times, but you know, why can't you have a time of prayer? 
You know, why don't you have time with the Lord? You know, where you meditate on the things of God. Or uh, why, why can't you have a time where you're doing the work of the Lord? These things are important. They're going to get you through the difficult times. And Job got through the things that he got through. And I believe it had something to do with his healthy diet that he had of the Word of God that he saw more important than his physical diet. And you know, I do. I believe one of the reasons we see a lot of people too that you know, are able to survive difficult things physically is because they do. They they have great physical health. You know, they're going to do. They're going to do better. You know, what are people going to do when the grid goes down, when the fast food restaurants shut down, and they got to like eat regular food? They have to go live off the land and things like that. I mean, they're all going to have the jitters from not being able to have any caffeine and things like that. No Dr Pepper, and you know, people are just going to have a total meltdown. But you know, those who have are more healthy. They're going to be more likely to survive too. You know, they're going to be able to make it longer. And you know what? When difficult times come spiritually, people who have a healthy diet mentally, spiritually, they will do better than other people. And so I do believe Job's diet was one of the reasons for his success. And I mean, spiritually speaking, it was the word of God. We see in Matthew 4, 4, when Jesus is being tempted of the devil, Satan wanted him to turn the stone into bread. And he answered and said, it is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. So Jesus, you know, the devil's telling Jesus here, hey, you're hungry. You haven't eaten 40 days. You have to have bread. You need to do this thing. But Jesus is saying, you know what? You know what's more important? Every word of God is more important. Yeah, you do have to have bread to survive. Okay. I don't think you can survive just from reading your Bible physically. You know, I think you need real food too. But you know what? You ought to look at that Bible. You ought to look at the Word of God as a necessity in your life. And we see the things that people are falling for today, politically, when it comes to just propaganda and all that stuff that's out there. And we wonder, how is this happening? Well, maybe it has something to do with them never getting any truth. Maybe if they would read, people would read their Bible, they wouldn't fall for some of these things. But they are, because they have nothing healthy going into their mind. They don't have the Word of God going into their mind. And so we've got these problems. We have people being deceived by literally everything. And you know what? We need to learn to develop an appetite for good things. Just like sometimes you have to force yourself to develop that appetite for healthy food. We need to force ourselves to develop a healthy an appetite for the things of God. And if you're a carnal person, even or you're just newly saved, or even if you're just backslidden, you can come to a point where you just don't feel like those things anymore. But you know what? You need to force yourself to. You need to force yourself to. And I believe we can do that by doing things like reading our Bible. It'll, that will help. That will make a difference. By doing things that get you thinking about good things. You know, listening to preaching will help. I encourage listening to preaching. Uh, you know, having conversations about the Bible. Conversations, getting people talking about things. Everyone knows, advertisers know, one of the best things they can ever do for their product is just get people talking about it. Why do you think they make the stupid commercials that they make? You know why? They want people talking about those commercials. They want people talking about that product. They know that will end up helping. Well, you know what? You should get in a church where they talk about the things of God and not just from behind the pulpit. And, you know, I'm just going to be honest. I'm not against junk food, okay? I like junk food as much as anybody else. I love candy bars and McDonald's and all that kind of stuff. You know, but at the same time, we shouldn't have a steady diet of only junk food. 
And you know what? The same thing applies spiritually and mentally. I'm okay with some junk food every now and then, okay? You know, if you want to watch a good conspiracy video, I'm, I'm not mad at you if you do that kind of thing. Sometimes I like some of that stuff. Uh, you know, the news, politics, you know, sports. You realize all that stuff, you know what that is? It's junk food for the mind, okay? And sometimes we need that candy bar, right? You know, sometimes you do. You just need that just to kind of, you know, get you in a better mood maybe or something. But, you know, the thing is you can't have a constant diet of that stuff. And you know what? There's a lot of churches where that's all they want to talk about. And, and, and listen, I, you know, I'm not, t- if, if you all want to talk about a conspiracy or something after church, you know, nobody's going to pick on you for it. But, you know, that can't be all we talk about. You know, I'm glad there's a lot of conversations about the Bible that go on around here. We need that. You know why? That gets other people interested in it. Where people, when they come to this church, oh, it's not just the pastor that gets up and talks about the Bible. You know, where they, and then, you know, because some people too, I think they go to church just to do their time and they endure the 45 minutes of the pastor talking about the Bible. Well, maybe if they were in an environment where people kept talking about after church, it would help them develop an interest to where they're actually now paying attention during church so they can be a part of the conversation after church. But you know what most people do today? They go to church and they hear all these conversations about sports and about the latest TV show and they want to be a part of that conversation. So you know what they do? They go and they start watching all that junk on TV. They start taking in more junk food. And you know, these, all these things, these will help us develop that appetite and we need to keep that kind of thing going around here. So we eat the junk food, you know, not just because it tastes good, but often we eat the junk food just because it's, eat, it's cheap and it's easy. It's, it's, it's convenient. That's why we eat fast food. Okay. Everybody knows real food is better than fast food, okay. but real food requires work. It requires effort. Fast food. I mean, you can drive up and like have it within practically seconds. And if it takes minutes, we get in a bad mood, don't we? We, we get aggravated, we get aggravated and angry. And that, that's why we do that stuff. And you want to know why so many people are just taking all this junk? Because it's easy. It's convenient. It's there. It's all over. It's what's being advertised. It's what's being promoted. A vast majority of what you see on the television. A vast majority of what's on the internet. It's cheap, convenient junk. And if that's all you get in your mind, you know what? You're going to have some mental issues. You're going to be struggling spiritually if that's all you take in. So we need to make sure that we do what we have to do to develop that appetite for healthy things. So another thing we need to do, turn over to Matthew chapter 15 and verse 17. We need to take the time to educate ourselves about the food we eat and the side effects of it. I always encourage people, and one thing I do if ever I want to try to get my diet under control, I'll watch a documentary about food. Because those things usually succeed in grossing me out and at different things. And then I don't want it for like a week or two. You know, I get, unfortunately, I get over it really fast. Uh, sometimes we need like regular preaching on that stuff, I think. It might help, but I, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to be a hypocrite. But at the same time, um, you know, if we would educate ourselves, I think it would help us make better choices. And in Matthew 15, verse 17, notice what it says. It says, do you not yet understand... That whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly and is cast out into the drought. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart, and they defile the man. For 
Out of the heart proceed evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies. These are the things which defile a man, but to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. So understand, eating the junk food and all that, that's not what defiles you spiritually. That's what Jesus is teaching here. But Jesus did say the things that defile a man are these adulteries, fornications and things. And Jesus said, those things all come from the heart. Okay. So here's the question. What can I do to make sure I have a healthy heart? And we do see verses like in Lamentations 351, where it says, mine eye affecteth mine heart because of all the daughters of my city. Folks, something that everybody knows except for backslidden Christians is that the eye affects the heart. Okay? What you see, what you watch, what you take in through that eye gate is going to affect your heart. It is going to affect who you are. It is going to change who you are. Those things that you see. Okay? Every, this is something that everyone knows except for Christians sometime. And uh, look at what it says in Psalms 101. This is, a, this is a well-known passage of Scripture here. This proves that they had TV back in David's day, or at least things like it. But at the same time, it says, um, verse 1, I will sing of mercy and judgment unto thee, O Lord, will I sing. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. O when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within mine house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. So right after he's talking about having a perfect heart, he says, I'm not going to set a wicked thing before mine eyes. I don't want these things cleaving to me. A froward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoso privily slandereth his neighbor, him will I cut off. Him that hath an high look and a proud heart will not I suffer. Mine eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He that walketh in a perfect way, he shall serve me. He that worketh deceit shall not dwell within my house. Why? Because he doesn't want to see him. He that telleth lies shall not tarry in my sight. I will early destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. So David here is showing very clearly that, hey, I want to have a perfect heart. I want to walk in my house in a perfect heart. And so I'm going to make sure I'm not seeing wicked things. I, don't, I want to hide these things from my eyes because I don't want them cleaving to me. I don't want them being a part of me. I don't want these things rubbing off on me. So I'm going to make sure I keep that stuff away from me. I'm keeping the liars away from me. I'm keeping the, 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 those that are deceitful. I'm keeping that away from me because I don't want that being who I am. And Jesus shows us very clearly here. And it's not about that physical diet. But folks, it's about your heart. And what your heart does, it's gonna, your heart is going to cause you to do bad things. And so you know what you need to do? You need to make sure that you try to keep your heart with all diligence. That you try to keep your heart clean. And the things that you see, the things that you watch, they're going to affect your heart. So you got to ask yourself, just like we need to educate ourselves on the food. And, you know, and if every time you eat a certain thing, it messes you all up physically then you should say, well, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't eat that kind of thing. Well, you know what? Here's what kind of stuff are you watching? What kind of uh, media are you taking in on a regular basis? You know, there's a very good possibility that some of those things are, are what affect, are affecting your mental health right now. Because, 
So, you, you know, if, if you don't think what you watch on television affects you, I don't even know what to say to you. Because, you know, advertisers, they prove that they agree with me by the millions and millions of dollars they spend every year on advertisement. They, folks, why do you think people do the weird things that they do? Why do people, the weird trends, the weird hairdos, the weird clothes that people wear? What makes people do all these things? You know why? It's because it's being advertised. It's being promoted on television. It, why do you think companies spend millions of dollars on product placement? Why do they spend, you know, why has Nike spent millions of dollars to get Tiger Woods to wear Nike clothes? Why can't he just wear Under Armour or something like that? I'm sure it's probably pretty much the same thing. I mean, when you're wearing a Nike versus an Under Armour shirt, do you really notice the difference that much? Does it really change your golf game that much? But yet, people are paying him millions of dollars to do this. Why? Because they know everybody's going to be watching him do it and people are going to copy what he does. So I remember when I was a youth pastor, I've talked about this, how I would see just different weird trends and things with the teenagers in the church. And I'm like, what is this? And then you'd watch some movie they were all talking about, and it's like, that's where it came from. That's why they're doing this stuff. Somebody's doing it on television, and it's affecting them. It's rubbing off on them. And, folks, we can't pretend that these things don't affect us. They do. They, they affect all of us, and we've got to watch out for that. So, um, you know, the rise in violence, the rise in perversion, I mean, there is no doubt that a big part of that is because of what's being promoted on television and the internet. Okay, listen, we haven't seen our percentages of LGBT people just jump up just because they're all coming out of the closet now, because we're a more tolerant society. No, it's because it's being promoted on television. It's being, it's being portrayed as normal. They are purposefully doing things, trying to turn people. The, the, the stuff that they show, they are trying to warp the minds. And I, I just got criticized for that the other day. And then, sure enough, these flamers go out, out from out in San Francisco, go out and put out a music video about how basically they're grooming kids. They're going to convert your children. They're, they're literally singing about it. And saying exactly what we say. You know what people did too? They started looking up those guys and most of them are sexual predators. And you know what? They're all sexual predators. Just not all of them been caught yet. And but why, why do they do these things? Because it affects us. And you know, it's funny too, because it was the trendies that was giving me a hard time about since that's come out, they have clammed up big time. They have shut their mouths when it comes to that. You know why too? Because those guys singing that song, first off, the way they did that song, the way that was portrayed, the trendies eat that stuff up. And those guys look and sound just like them. It's, here's the difference. Those guys are open and honest about what they're going to do. Okay? The difference between the trendies and the San Francisco predators is the San Francisco predators are honest about what they are. And of course, they regretted it. Because people didn't take it the way they hoped they would, and they ended up taking it down. Uh, you know, thank because because again, our society is still against pedophilia, for the most part, but it's going away. You know why? Because freaks like them are out there putting this stuff out there, and you got more and more people that are too cowardly to take a stand against it. And it's absolutely sad. 
And those things are, they are having an impact. Everyone knows it. Every, everybody knows it. And so, folks, if you're watching all these things, you know, we want, you know, we, you know dads, we, and we want our boys to be masculine. Well, if you want your boys to be masculine, I highly recommend you don't let them watch these sitcoms on the Disney Channel. Okay? If you want your boys to be masculine, don't let them watch Glee. Don't let them watch, uh, you know, things like that. You know, you want your wife to be submissive and you want her to be a godly lady, don't let her watch Modern Family. Don't let her watch all these shows that are out there. It, that kind of thing affects them. And unfortunately, many most Christians today, we're just going right along with society. We're taking all these things in, and then all of a sudden we're all like scratching our heads. You know, why does my boy want to dress like a little queer or something? You know, we don't. I'll tell you why. It's because of the stuff they're watching. And you better make sure, you know, you got a healthy diet in your house. I've seen it before, too, where, you know, you'll have these families. You know, we do. We got all critical with these, you know, parents that they'll let their kids just get morbidly obese at these young ages. Like, why don't they control their diet? Well, you know what? Why don't you control the mental diet that your kids are taking in? Because your kids might not be obese, but some of them are getting, they're, they're pretty weird. And I'm not saying that's happening here. But, I mean, you see the just kids being effeminate, boys saying that they want to be girls. What are they watching? Where are they getting these ideas? I never one time growing up thought I want to be a girl. Not one time did that thought ever cross my mind. It never, it, it never did. None of my sisters ever said, expressed interest in being a boy. Those thoughts, they just never came. I do remember one family, they had these boys that always wanted to dress up like girls. And what's weird is the, the, they, they grew up, they turned out to be heterosexual. But one of them did end up marrying a dude. And he was like the most masculine one of them too, which was the weirdest thing. I, I've never been able to figure that kind of thing out. Something was wrong in that house. And I, you know, looking back too, you know, I just, there, you know, the signs were there, but when you're a kid, you don't, you know, you don't process that stuff. But something was very wrong in that house. That that kind of thing was going on where their boys wanted to be girls. That doesn't happen in a normal home unless you are eating the propaganda. If you're taking those things in mentally, you're going to have those problems. So you need to ask yourself, you know, what kind of effect does this have? You know, you know what? We were talking about anime cartoons this week. Okay. I've never been interested in those. I've always thought the, you know, the animation looked lame and it looks weird and everything. But you know, one of the main reasons I've never even tried to get interested in that or pointed my kids towards that stuff is I look at the fans of it. And I'm just like, no. Okay, and, and I do. When I see certain types of people all wearing the clothing, advertising those things, and, and I sit, so I say, I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not letting my kids have anything to do with that stuff. Oh, uh, you've never even watched it. I don't need to. I've seen their customer base, and I don't want to have any part in that. I don't want. I don't want my kids to go that direction at all. So, you know what? You, you can forget that. You know, that's another reason, too. I have no interest in going trendy when it comes to our style of church. I can't show you in the Bible uh, where certain types of things are wrong, where certain lighting is wrong, or certain uh, types of clothing, or even certain colors of clothing are, are wrong. I can't show you a Bible verse necessarily that says a guy can't get up and just, you know, wear pink and purple polka dots and... Uh, you know, skinny pants. I, I, I can't show you that, but I can show you 
what those kind of churches are producing. I can show you the type of doctrine that they have. I can show you how they all throw out their King James Bibles. And then I say, you know what? I'm not interested in that product. For some reason, people who take in that kind of music all the time end up having all these other problems with it too. So why would I want to have anything to do with that? But, you know, we don't educate ourselves on these things. We just go along with whatever's being promoted, and that's not good. So uh, turn over to Leviticus chapter 18. So what we're going to have to do is we've got to learn to make that effort to fix our diet. Now look what it says in Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 26. Says, ye shall therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. For all these abominations have the men of that land done, which are before you, and the land is defiled. Okay, now what were some of these abominations? Lying with mankind as with womankind. You know, lying out with the beast, all that kind of stuff. And he said not to do any of these things. Because when you do it, the land is defiled. And then it says that the land spew not you out also when ye defile it as it spewed out the nations which were before you. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore shall ye keep mine ordinance that ye commit not any one of these abominable customs which were committed before you and that ye defile not yourselves. Therein I am the Lord your God. You know what God was telling Israel here? He said, if you do the same things that the other nations did, the same thing's going to happen to you that happened to the other nations. And you know what happened? The land spewed the people out. Disease spread because of the abominations that they did. And you know what we need to realize is that if we have the same mental diet that our world has, we're going to have the same results. We're going to be turning out queers. We're going to be turning out people with all these different issues that are not capable of just make functioning in society. We're going to have all the same problems if we're taking in the same thing. So we've got to make sure that we keep that stuff out. That we make an effort and say, you know what? I know it's going to be hard in this country, but I'm going to determine that we're going to keep a healthy mental diet in our life so we don't have these problems. Because guess what? You're not going to get your diet fixed on McDonald's food. It's just, it's not going to happen. So have you ever noticed how all the gas stations, all of them, all have like the exact same drinks in there? And how like healthy choices are just hard to find? It's, it's always, it's the same trash in every place. You know, no matter what town you go to, it's all the same chain restaurants. You know, why? It's the same thing ever. Have you noticed all the TV channels share the same filth? All the news media basically promoting the same filth, the same agenda. And you know what? It, if you're going to, or if you're not going to be like the rest of this country with all its problems, then you're just not going to be able to do what the rest of this country does. You know, we can either decide, hey, I physically, I want to be more healthy than the rest of America, which means I can't be like the rest of America. You know what? I'm going to have to do the extra work and not just go for the convenience all the time. 
And folks, I haven't made that commitment in my life yet, so don't call me out if you see me in the drive-thru this week, all right? But at the same time, you know, I, that is what we'd have to do. If we're just going to be the, if we're going to be superior physically to the rest of America, we can't do what the rest of America is doing, okay? I'm not trying as hard to be physically superior as I'm spiritually, but at the same, but that is just the fact. You can't do what everyone else is doing. You can't just go for the convenience all the time. You know, if we're, if, uh, we're going to have to work harder. We might have to pay a little bit more for our food than other people do. That, that might be a sacrifice we have to make if we actually want to have those better results. You know, and uh, you're going to have to use sources and methods that people are going to criticize. You know, you might have to, uh, you know, just like some people, they'd rather move somewhere where they can get a well so they don't have to have the fluoride in their water where they can grow their own food so they can actually have stuff that's organic. A lot of times you have to do things that not everybody else, does, that not everybody else is doing. If you decide you really want to have that kind of thing, you know, you're going to, you know what you're going to have to do? All right. You're just going to have to be a little weird and a little different. You're going to have to be, you know, and, and we do. Okay. Let's, let's not act like, you know, we're not like the world when it comes to our physical diet and things like that. But, you know, what do we do? You know, how do we all look at that person who's never ate at McDonald's before? It's like, you know, what planet are you from? You know, you never eat McDonald's. You know, you never drank Dr. Pepper. I mean, are you even saved? You know, that's, that's kind of how we all act. But at the same time, those people are probably better off than we are physically. You know, there, there's a good chance of that. And you know what? If we are going to have a different result than what this world's having, we're going to have to be a little bit weird to those people. We're not going to be able to be trendy and fit in. Otherwise, we're just going to be just like them, have all the same problems. You know, Exodus 19 verse 5 says, Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people, for all the earth is mine. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. I said, if you'll, if you'll obey me, you're going to be, you're going to be set apart from the rest of this world. You're going to stand out from everybody else in this world. Hey, the whole world's mine. Those nations are all mine, but you all are going to be special if you'll obey me. And we see in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9, Peter says, but you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood and holy nation, a peculiar people that ye should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. Hey, he's, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims. You know how I, I grew up with this. I grew up in a Christian home. I wasn't allowed to watch all the stuff that everybody else watched and listen to the music everybody else listened to. And I'd be there at work and people start talking about these different groups. Hey, have you ever listened to this group? And I wouldn't even have any idea who they were. And you know what they would look at me? They would look at me like a stranger or a pilgrim. Where are you from? Why are they saying that? Because I, like, I didn't seem like I was from America. Because I wasn't familiar with these things. You know what? What a compliment. You know, as a teenager, sometimes you feel a little out of place. But I look back and I thought, man, those people were really buttering me up. You know, that I, I, I wasn't how I felt at the time. But I should have looked at that as a, as a compliment. 
You know, I used to, one of the things I used to deal with all the time, and I hated it because, you know, I determined, you know, I wasn't going to worry about having a girlfriend and all that until I was ready to get married. I just didn't want to waste time with all that kind of stuff. It's a huge distraction. And so that was kind of how I was raised and how I was taught. And, you know, and people would ask if I had a girlfriend and I'd say, no, have you ever had a girlfriend? No. And then they would always ask the next question after that. Y'all know what it is. Are you gay? <laughs> That's what they would always ask. And that was always an insult. That never made me feel good. You know, when, when you get asked that, when you get asked that question, but that's what they would all, always ask. But it's just like, you know, and they just, I, and I remember one time I did, I, I started getting, they, they were, I was really getting hammered by a couple of guys and they're just like asking me all this question because they were, they were convinced I must be gay since I didn't, I'd never had a girlfriend. And I'm like, I trying to save myself for marriage. I don't feel like dealing with temptation. I work at McDonald's. I'm not ready to, you know, to, you know, have a wife, kids. I'm still going to school, all that kind of stuff. And I just think it's really important that you remain pure until marriage. And they were like laughing about it. You know, there were two females there. One of them that was pregnant. That both of them were like sticking up for me, and they were saying, you know what? That's better. They were. They both said, I wish I'd have done it that way. They, you know, and you know, unfortunately. Those two, neither of them were potential for me. It wasn't like, and I think they knew that. But at the same time, you know, I, these, you know, a lot of young people, they are, they're so anxious to just fit in. They are doing what everybody else in the world's doing. If we do what everybody else in the world does, we're going to have the same results. We're going to have the same problems. And you know what? One thing, that, you know, that thankfully, because I didn't do what they did, you know what I never had to deal with that a lot of people I worked with had to deal with is that unwanted pregnancy. And I watched that happen many times. I worked with a lot of uh, single women that were pregnant. I remember working with one of the guys there who uh, got his girlfriend who also worked there pregnant. And I remember his younger brother that I worked with talking about how stupid that was of his brother to get his girlfriend pregnant like that. And he was all mad at him and everything. And there was all these problems and stuff and drama in the place and everything. And, I, I, and, then, and then, like not even a year later, he did the same thing. It's like, did, didn't you learn from your brother? But you know what? Here's the thing, though. He was doing what the world says. You know, the world says you can fool around. You know, the world says that you can do, you, you can do all these things. And then here I am. I'm the weird guy. But you know what I didn't have to worry about? I didn't have to worry about child support. I didn't have to worry about those things. Th those, those weren't even a problem for me. I was actually able to enjoy my teenage years. Because I wasn't bogged down with a girlfriend. Okay? Now listen, when you're old enough to get married, by all means, do that because a wife's worth it. But a girlfriend, when you're not allowed to do anything, that's just a waste of time. Forget it. All right? Just, you know, just don't even. Yeah, just it's it's definitely not worth it. I have no regrets about how I did things. But you know, I've dealt with being weird and different my entire life, and you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't bother me. You know, I, I, I take it as a compliment when everybody's talking about that music group now or talking about that TV show now, and I have no idea what they're talking about. That, because these things do have a negative impact. Folks, don't even try to convince me that the music people are listening to is not affecting them. That is going to have a mental, a spiritual, and even a physical effect on you. And we've just got to understand the things that our world is promoting today 
are just absolute trash. It's garbage. They are trying to turn you. They are trying to brainwash you. There's, there's no doubt about that. They're just, they're open about it. Now, that was a conspiracy. Not that long ago. It's just a fact. Now that everybody knows, and we've just got to get in our head, we don't get to be like the rest of this world. We're going to have to be a little bit weird to the world. We're going to have to tell our kids they're not allowed to do things that every other kid's able to do because we don't want to be taking that stuff in. Otherwise, we're going to have all the same problems that they're having. We've got all these young people supposedly struggling with gender dysphoria. You know, the, like I said, the mental health stuff, it's out of control. More and more people today being medicated with all these things. Why? Maybe it has something to do with what they're taking in their mind. And maybe if we would do like the Apostle Paul said, and whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, you know, you know what? Just because you're listening to preaching doesn't mean you're thinking on those things. Folks, just mark it down. Some, you know, a, a sermon with some kind of railing sounding title is always going to get more intention than one about the love of Jesus. Every time. You know why? Because you do. You just want, you want the drama stuff all the time. And you can't figure out why you got a bad attitude. Listen, sometimes you need a sermon that gives you a bad attitude a little bit. Okay? You know, sometimes you need, but that can't be all you take in. And I do. I just get concerned when anything with reprobate in the title has way more views than anything with love in the title. There's, I wonder why we're seeing certain trends and certain behaviors in this group. Maybe it has something to do with the diet. So obviously, if you have too much love, you have too much sugar, you know, you're going to look like the trendy that's out there. You know, you can't, you know there's got to be that. There's got to be that balance. But at some point, we've got to start educating ourselves on these things and make sure that we do that. We have a healthy thought life that we look at these things like food and that we realize this stuff is going to affect me. This, whatever, this music I'm going to listen to, this television I'm going to watch, or even this sermon I'm going to listen to, this is going to have a spiritual impact on me. This is going to have a mental effect on me. What is this going to do? I'm stressed out. Why am I stressed out? Well, maybe it was that horror movie marathon that you, you had the night before or something like that. You know, I don't understand why I'm having all these nightmares. It's those slasher movies that you're watching. Those kind of things. You know, there's a good chance. Ah, uh, no, that doesn't have anything to do with it. I think it has something to do with it. I really, I really do. And I, and once we figure these things out, you know, we can start getting things under control. And you know, I'm I'm to the point now in my life where you know I know exactly how different food and drink is going to affect me physically. You know, and I, if I drink too much caffeine, I do. I start not sleeping very good. I have crazy dreams all night. Uh, I remember one time figuring out if I drank green tea, Lipton green tea during the day, I'd have nightmares that night. I figured out, I, and sure enough, I, I was having all these nightmares, and I connected it to Lipton green tea. It made me have nightmares, and I talked to some other people. They had the same problem. They brought it up, and it's like, they said, well, every time we, we quit drinking it, because it we found out we always had nightmares. It was the kind in the bags, not like this kind of buying a bottle. And I'm telling you, you know what I did? I quit drinking it. I don't want to have nightmares. I don't want to deal with that kind of thing. It's, it might not affect you that way, but it definitely affected me that way. And we've got so many Christians today that are having all these mental problems, anxiety problems, and, and sometimes there's legitimate reasons. Okay? If you just lost 10 of your kids, you're going to have some anxiety. Okay? You know, we're going to give you some grace and mercy, 
in that situation, but maybe it has something to do with your mental diet. It could even your physical diet too. So we need to get these things under control, you know, because it's not just about the health of our body, but it's about the health of our soul. And the things we think about, they will affect every part of us. So we've got to discipline ourselves and get these things under control and think about the things that Paul said in Philippians 4. So I'm going to have, I'm going to have a healthy diet of that. You know what I'm going to do when I go home today? I'm going to go find some good news. So where am I going to find that? Well, guess what? You're not going to be able to go through the drive-thru. You're not, it's not going to be quick, convenient, and easy. You're going to have to go someplace, you know, out of the way. Find it. And I don't know any good locations for that right now, especially on the Internet. But, you know, those places, it's going to be typically the places that don't get a whole lot of traffic. You know, that's just, that's the way it is. Everybody wants the easy, convenient stuff. You're going to have to make that effort, find out what it is. And I, I know there's one place right here. It's a lot easier to listen to a video than it is to pick up a Bible and look at it and read it. But you know what? It's better for you. Do that. So with that, let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for your word. I pray that we'll apply these things in our life. I pray you'll help us to uh, just seriously evaluate our mental and our spiritual diet that we have and help us to recognize the things that are affecting us negatively and help us to purge those things from our life and so we can uh, be a healthy Christian uh, in mind and body. In your name we pray. Amen.